This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. You're listening to Wrestling to the Max. Alert, alert, clear all channels. This is an exclusive. How you like that? Ladies and gents, that's right, it is time for us to talk NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Yes, welcome to this Wrestling to the Max Extra, and we are so excited to be here with you tonight. This is going to be so much fun to talk about. I want to let you guys know that way and how and wherever you are, make sure you go check us out on W2Mnet.com. That's the place where you go find all these great shows like you're about to listen to and a lot more and also don't forget to go and subscribe rate and review over at wrestling to the max or the w2 network whatever one you choose go hit that subscribe button rate and review and hey do us a favor go check out all those great content wherever it may be because it is so awesome to have all you guys come and find us and give us those comments and let us know what you think about all the great shows we have to offer and don't forget our friends over at 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com they also have some great articles when it comes to the world of wrestling so go check them out as well i of course tonight am your host gary vaughn and along with me is mr paul leaser hey yo and mr sean garmer what's up everybody and guys i can't tell you how excited i am about talking nxt takeover philadelphia we're coming to everyone a day later uh but that's because harry and uh brandon both kind of gave us the immediate reaction for that so hey like i told you before the w2net.com has everything and of course immediately after the show you got an nxt takeover review but we're gonna do our own tonight we're kind of getting a little time in between and kind of really mulling things over and uh really just kind of thinking about what we wanted to say here and and reviewing the show a little bit more so i of course guys am just so excited about it i mean just getting sitting down and ready for this show i don't know about you guys but i was pumped i mean i think they did a great job in the uh kickoff to nxt takeover by giving out the awards uh they had pete dunn come and sit down they had some tyler bay talk they also had oscar come out that all those awards that they were giving out were kind of neat i don't know if you guys thought that was kind of cool i was kind of happy to see that they did give awards out in the pre-show uh i mean I, I like this. Sean, what did you think about it? Did you get a chance to see it? I did not watch the pre-show, no. I did see who won awards and stuff like that. Did you agree with all the awards? I mean, we had, what, Oscar won uh, 
female superstar of the year, Alistair Black won male and feud of the year with the Velveteen Dream. Uh, Pete Dunn and uh, Tyler Bate had a match of the year for NXT. I, I think they pretty much hit a home run with all the stuff that they did when they come to the awards. Yeah, everything was right as far as I was concerned. I mean, Asuka left late enough that I don't think anybody would have been able to challenge what she did. And then, you know, they everything else was correct. In my view, I didn't have a problem with anything they got chosen. I don't know if Black and Dream was feud of the year last year, to be honest. Um, but then again, I also can't really think of anything I would put in its place either. So, I don't know. I felt like there were just better told stories last year in NXT than, than what we got with with those guys. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. I, I think it was a good feud, but it was so short-lived. I think there were feuds out there that were just a little bit longer. Heck, I mean, you could even say Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn lasted a lot longer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they didn't want to double dip, right? I mean, you, you really probably didn't want to give the same guys two different awards for the, you know basically the same stuff. So I, I think that uh, you're onto something there. But I still think it was a, I guess a, a one that people did pay a lot of attention to, which is probably why that. I, or got given to the dream, and of course, uh, his cohort and Alistair Black. So, but I mean, I, I'm I'm happy with the most part with the awards, and I think it was kind of cool they did it that way. It made the pre-show feel like it was worth watching. It to be honest with you, because sometimes it's just a bunch of rehash stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think the interviews and everything else that they did giving out the awards, I, I think it actually felt good. So, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the meat of this thing. Let's get started. Let's talk. about about the actual matches on the card and we started off this show with the nxt tag titles on the line that's right the undisputed era took on aop to defend those tag titles and boy Kyle o'reilly and bobby fish they had a lot to deal with because aop came to fight and you could feel the energy as soon as this thing started the energy in the room was up to the ceiling it felt like and they really got you pumped up for this i really was excited to see how we had uh both uh and of course razor come out here and really start powerhouse and uh, bobby fish and kyle o'reilly with that before the bell even started just attacking them you just really kind of push them to the limit. Of course, they had to rebound and, you know, get their things back in order. Match starts. We get, uh, you know, of course, a lot of the powerhouse stuff with AOP. But what happens pretty early in this match is we have Occam go down with a knee injury. And that gave the target to the Undisputed Era to really focus on. And they just really ravaged that knee every which way they possibly could. It was kind of wild to watch this because, you know, usually the authors of pain are in the driver's seat in most of the matches that are in. This one was very much different because of Occam's knee injury. Uh, Razor got back involved and really tried to do some things. And he got some uh, momentum back for AOP. But at the end of the day, in this battle, in this war, we saw the Undisputed Era pull up the big win by knocking Razor out of the ring. And Kyle O'Reilly rolls up Occam, gets the one, two, three, and the Undisputed Era keeps and retains those NXT tag titles. 
Paul, I mean, I, I don't know what you, about you, man, but I really thought the level of energy in this match was really up, and I think it was really a smart match in my point of view. I think that was what uh, I took away from this the most. This was very, very smartly worked. I felt like both teams came out of this looking great. AOP only lose because of the leg injury. And, uh, you know, basically Kyle O'Reilly gets lucky with the roll-up after throwing his partner into, uh, or after throwing Occam into Razor and all that great stuff. So uh, AOP look great here. I still think they're they're one of the better tag teams uh, to come out of NXT and, and maybe in the WWE right now too. And, uh, I mean, you know what you get with Red Dragon, right? Or Undisputed Era, whatever you want to call these guys. They're great. They, they know exactly what they're doing. I thought they were terrific foils to the Authors of Pain throughout the match, and, and the ending uh, made sense. It was nicely done. I can't say enough nice, nice things about it. Yeah, it was a great match. Uh, I think you guys kind of hit everything, though. It's just basically the smaller guys mm-hmm. uh, working the limb, you know, keeping control of things, not letting them get into the power game too much and overwhelming them. And any time that they had an answer, you know, Undisputed Era had a foil. So I just sometimes you just need that like old school touch of just great tag team wrestling. And uh, Undisputed Era know that just as well as anybody. And Authors of Pain have just continued to get better uh, with every match that they, every big time match they have, and they showed it here. I agree. You know, uh, once again, for what you guys are saying here, I just love the idea that the Authors of Pain leave this match looking as good as they ever did. It's just for the fact that the injury really took them down. And I I think also this builds on the Indisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, they continually in this match talked about their history as a tag team, how much... uh, uh, you know, chemistry they have just really built those guys up. And through this match, you realize just how good these guys are. I think both tag teams walked away really honestly winners. Um, and I think AOP has some big fish to fry coming up. And I, I don't know if that's, you know, moving up to the main roster sooner than later, or if that means that we're going to see some big things coming down the line as they finish up their role in NXT. Because we all know, as we saw in the crowd, War Machine is hanging out. And they're coming to town, guys, in NXT. And we've known this for a little while now. But, I mean, seeing the authors of pain in a match like this and then seeing War Machine, I keep thinking about how great those matches would be. So there's some good content here. And I think this is a great way to start the show. I just thought that that, for all the matches they could have had to start the show, I think, hey, they, they, they definitely chose the right one. So, right. Uh, but yeah, so Undisputed Era goes and uh, they take uh, those tag titles to the next opponent. Uh, but we move from here, guys, and we get a chance to see the Velveteen Dream take on Cassius Ono. And in the pre show, just to let everybody know, uh, we did have the Velveteen Dream uh, do a really good promo, too. I'm just going to say that. If you haven't seen it, if you didn't watch it, of course, you saw it on NXT TakeOver if you watched the actual show. But I, I love that little promo we cut. But he said that he could knock out Cassius Ono within 30 seconds. So that gets the crowd popped up. 
they're ready. And of course, as soon as this match starts, we see <laughs> Velatine Dream do his best impression of a boxer, whoever you want to say he could be, Ollie or Frazier or whoever, and uh, really starts, you know, do, you know, ducking and doing the whole boxer thing. In 23 seconds, gets a good shot and uh, knocks Cassius Ono down, and that starts the count. But nope, Cassius Ono does survive it, gets up, and here we go, guys. We got a match in our hands. And both these guys, I mean, really did a great job with, you know, it was pretty fun to 50 50, but I, I think athletically they really put on a good performance here. I was really happy to see what we got. I think it lived up to the expectations you could expect out of it. And in the end, we do have Velveteen Dream getting the victory. But, I mean, Cassius Ono doesn't walk away looking too awful. I mean, Sean, watching this match, what did you think about it? I mean, I I thought Velveteen Dream just did an excellent job. Yeah, he delivered again. Uh, I mean, this was uh, another one of those where if you're for some reason not sold on Velveteen Dream, I think he did a good job of showing you Hey, this is what he brings, and he brings fire. He brings the character, which the crowd was nuts for him. I mean, it's insane. Uh, This is Philly. I mean, they'll let you know if they don't like you, and they let him know quite the opposite. And this is a guy, you know, you're you're in there with Cassisono, a guy that's very well known. And uh, sometimes I still just get astonished that, you know, this is the, the same Patrick Clark guy that, you know, a year ago he was doing some dumb like Trump guy gimmick and now he found this and it's just totally connected. But yeah, the the match was just a really good back and forth and Ono seemed really motivated. So he was, it, this was just, yeah. I mean, look, some of the, the other stuff that's on this show absolutely tops it because it's freaking out of this world, but maybe the previous match is better, but still you're, you're talking about a really good match here. I uh, I think I'm in the vast minority here. I did not think Dream was all that great in this match. Uh, <laughs> the the parts where he is dominating on the offense for about the two minute mark on until they start mixing it up and it goes to trading off. I thought he looked a little lost. Uh, his offense to me didn't look all that uh, stunning to me, if you ask me. Uh, so I don't know. I it's not. I'm not saying this is a bad match. I still think we're talking somewhere around three stars here, but I think letting Dream dominate for as long as you did showed off still how young he was in all this. Uh, and I, I don't know. There's there's a, there's a lot of great stuff to like from Dream in this, though. I think his character work is, is second to none. Going all the way over, he's wearing boxing shorts in there, guys. He's got him specially done up with both his face and Ono's face on there. He's got a mouthpiece. Like, he is really doing all this up, and that's great. I, I, and that's something that WWE is missing from a lot of people. But as far as his ring work goes, where it's just him, I felt like it was lacking this go-around. I can see yeah. what you're saying, but I feel like with Ono, it's different than with Black, where obviously Black is much in a, a higher level than he is. If you're letting, If you're having Ono be the aggressor, here where you know he's been a guy that's losing and and that kind of thing i think it doesn't help uh, dream in this instance like losing to gargano losing to black that's expected but this is a match where you should be a little bit more dominant because you're supposed to be 
higher than Ono, and I think they wanted to show that a bit. Maybe it doesn't come off as well, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, that's my, I, I don't have a problem with him being dominant over Ono. If that's the point I was making, then that's, that's not at all what I meant. It's just, I think Dream, when he's working his offense on Ono in the early parts of the match where he is strictly dominating him, it doesn't, it's not as crisp and clean as I thought it was during his stuff with, with Alistair. Um, and, and it's mostly because it's him doing most of the work, and it just shows, I think, really how young he is, how far he still has to go uh, as far as ring work goes, in my opinion. No, I think you make a valid point there. I think overall, I think at the end of this thing, you still feel like it was a solid match. But yeah, I do see your point, Paul, here. I think what really sells it for me, it really honestly is those little things that we were talking about, like the boxer shorts, like all that charisma he flashes during the match. And sometimes I think it's it's nice because it can overshadow some of those deficiencies, unless you're paying really close attention, right? Yeah, and you, of course, you're a close eye follower of wrestling. You know this in and out, and you do understand some of those things that maybe some of the casuals may just kind of ignore because they're just having fun. And I, I think that you do have some good points here, but I still think overall – Velveteen Dream just he he really did a great job. I think at least when it came to being flashy and to giving us a great showcase of what he can do. So I, I think there's a lot of work to be done on you know his point, and I think you know Cassius Ono. I think you know he's continual you know helping out. He's helping this roster. He's doing everything he can, and I think mm-hmm. just an excellent job on his part too. I got to give him credit because. He really did, you know, his part in this whole equation. He could have very well kind of dropped the ball here himself. So, um, yeah, and, and not only that, I'm surprised. I'm, I don't know about you guys, but Cassius Ono really did not get much of a pop. I mean, the crowd, to me, I, I was just a little surprised. At least I didn't feel like it. Maybe on my end it was a little different. But I was surprised the crowd didn't get more into the oh no stuff. So They mm. were firmly in that Velveteen Dream corner from the second his music hit. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, I'm a big Cassius Ono fan too, but I, everybody is so, I think, taken with what Dream has been able to accomplish in the last four months that that's just, that's, that's where the wind's blowing right now, you know? Yeah. And, and, and much, much credit to, to, to Velveteen Dream. I mean, Absolutely. he, he's doing that himself. There's no one else. I mean, there are people helping him. He's getting it over though. There's no one else holding his hand throughout this entire process. So, uh, congratulations to Velotine Dream for getting another big win. I think that was great for him. Uh, let's move on and talk about the NXT women's title here. And we have Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler. Those two are going to go at it, and they sure do. And uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, pretty much at the beginning here, Ember Moon. I would almost say uh, trying her best to stay away from getting too close to Shayna Baszler. It doesn't end up working out too well for a minute here. Then she breaks out, gets some drop kicks on, and Shayna Baszler is knocked down to the ground. But it doesn't take long for Ember Moon to have her arm injured. Yeah, that's right. She gets it stomped on, just like we've seen Shayna Baszler do in the past. And that injures the arm. That gives... Shayna Baszler, the opportunity to focus on that arm and to really wear it out with many submissions. And this becomes pretty much a theme throughout this entire match of 
Ember Moon trying her best to survive and to stay all you know awake, stay relevant, stay around the ropes, do whatever she can to make sure she can get out of the arm bars and all the other submissions to the arm. And she does get away eventually here, and we do get a chance to see her uh, hit the eclipse, but. That one-arm eclipse still isn't enough because she is injured too bad to even cover Shayna Baszler, which leads to more danger. And that gets her pretty close to losing in a submission, but she does not. She's able to roll over and pin Shayna Baszler for the one, two, three. So Ember Moon does retain her title with one arm, uh, but it was a battle to the end. It was not a match that was really for the faint of heart if you really felt the injury that Ember Moon was dealing with. So I think, you know, we get something that's kind of a cool when it comes to storytelling in a way to me. Uh, they really had me going, Paul. They were pulling at my heartstrings. I was really rooting for Ember in this one. I, I think they did a pretty good job. I think they hit on a lot of good things in this. I, that First off, that arm stomp that Shane has been doing that she oh. uh, did to, to Ember here as well as Dakota Kai is just disgusting looking like that. Oh, it, it gives me shivers every time. Uh, I thought Moon was excellent here as the babyface in peril, t- constantly fighting from underneath, trying to keep that arm out of the way. Shayna was doing what she did best, and that's working the injury, playing her up her game plan, assaulting Moon every chance she got, so far as to even take it into the post-match and choke her out after she loses, too. So uh, This was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I don't think there's any problem with that at all. Uh, honest to God, I'm just kind of excited it was clean and they, they let it all go in the post-match. So, uh, great work here. I can't really, uh, you know, can't wait to see where this goes in the future. Yeah, we thought they might do some kind of weird finish or no contest or something like that. And they had, they found a way to make Ember win and not have Shayna look bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that that whole, like, Shayna being sort of over-aggressive... Uh, plays against her at times too, right? So, you know, Ember gets to keep fighting back, keep fighting back. Shayna doesn't seem to understand that this isn't, you know, you can also do pins. Mm-hmm. You don't have to totally just go for submissions and stuff like that. And uh, Ember takes advantage of that. So, you know, that perhaps that's something that they can tell that story of. Eventually, Shayna figures out that, hey, this isn't MMA. You can figure out other ways to, to beat someone. Yeah, I agree. That's what I really loved about watching this match was we definitely got that strong sense of that MMA background for Shayna Baszler. We definitely got to understand where she's coming from in her fighting style. But not only that, you see how tough Ember Mood has become. Right. I I think for a long time we've seen Ember Moon and thought, well, she's on the cusp. She's right there. She can do anything. It's just she falls a little short. We've seen that against her and Asuka. Just she never could overcome it. And then now through that and through those battles with Asuka, it's almost like her toughness and, and her ability to stay going, the stamina. She's built it up, and in such a difficult matchup against someone who's injured her, who is putting her through the ringer, she's able to survive. And, you know, you even have, later on in a promo, Shayna Baszler say that. She goes, well, Ember Moon really didn't win. She survived. And she goes, 
go see her in medical and ask her. And I love that. That's so great. Uh, so I think once again, we're going to have more story to tell. There's going to be so much more to this, like you said, Sean. And I, I'm actually looking forward to it. I really, really am. And I think they did a great job, though, of really making us just feel for Ember Moon. Uh, that's something that's been needed, if you ask me, right? You really want to feel for her, and I think they finally hit it out of the park when it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, But, yeah, so there you go. The NXT women's title is still around Asuka's waist. We'll see what happens from here. Uh, let's talk about this Extreme Rules match, and, boy, what a place to do an Extreme Rules match at Philadelphia. And this was a really, really exciting because you had – Alistair Black and Adam Cole, baby. And guys, I mean, they used everything. They had the ladders, they had the tables, they had the chairs, they had the kendo sticks, and it got crazy. There's too many things to call it here. I'm just going to say Alistair Black was able to hit the black mass, you know, on Adam Cole with, with the chair here, and uh, it got the victory. But boy, those guys went to the ringer. We had the Undisputed Era, the Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish tried to get involved, and then Sanity kind of came in to save the day. So that gave Aleister Black the opportunity to win. But I, both these guys, they killed each other. Sean, I mean, I, I for an Extreme Rules match, I think they did a pretty good job. Oh, they did a great job. This was freaking great. Uh, I think, I think this is a case where perhaps the run-ins help because you're taking advantage of the stipulation. Mm-hmm. And each, you know, each person got something out of that. And Alistair Black winning just continues to put for, you know, put forth where he is that he's he's that next guy. He's going to be the next guy to be the champion for the brand and everything else. And man, they just absolutely whooped each other, beat the tar out of each other, whatever you want to say. Uh, I mean, it, it it wasn't like on fire from the get go, but once it it was going, they were it was just back and forth, just so awesome to watch, and uh, I'm glad that they they got to have that. Yeah, I I um I think I'm in the minority again about the beginning bits. I thought they they were nice, you know, Alistair playing the head games. Cole trying to do his part to get into Alistair's head, and Black just obviously was not having any of that tonight. And then they start killing each other, and uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah. great. I, I um, there's there's so many great spots. The double stomp on the announce table was incredible. Uh, Black takes a dive off the top rope through two tables, and uh, Adam Cole always doing his part to sell that black mask like he's halfway towards death's door. Uh, always appreciate that as well. So this. This was incredible. I I enjoyed this bell to bell. Alistair Black, Adam Cole, also two of my favorites. Really helps this too, but uh, Black getting the big win for sure. It's got to put him in that title contention role very, very soon. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys when it comes to Alistair Black and title contention. This guy just seems to be the perfect candidate to be an NXT TakeOver uh, one of these times and be the champion after because he is a headliner. You can already tell it. Everything he does, it, it's even just the entrance. I mean, my God, he grabs your attention. 
And I just think a lot of him, I think a lot of people enjoy what he does and the ambiance and everything he brings to the table. And this match, I mean, boy, you can't give enough credit to these guys. They really put on a great matchup. They did a lot of different things here to keep the crowd going. The fans were, you know, chanting ECW like they should uh, through some of this because it did kind of at times have a little bit of that. Uh, and, and I just I really think a lot of both guys. So Alistair Black, he'll continue to go and do big things. And uh, Adam Cole, I mean, he, he really didn't have to have the victory here. But, I mean, boy, uh, it definitely didn't hurt him. So uh, really happy with that match. Uh, but how can we beat it? Well, I think they have, they did accomplish it. <laughs> we have the uh, main title match here, which is the NXT title. And we have Cien Almas uh, come out. And he, is, of course, was Linda Vega. And they are ready. Uh, and there comes Gargano also uh, to take on the champ. And we have Candice LeRae, of course, in the audience, Gargano's wife. And she's watching to see if her husband can finally accomplish the goal that he has set out to do. And this is a journey. Oh, boy. This is a just an excellent match. Near falls, plenty of action. I'm not even going to start. I'm going to let you guys kind of fill in the blanks wherever you want to fill them in. I am just going to say outstanding match. We have one that just, for the ages, I loved it. Uh, it. It comes to the bitter end here. We have Zelina Vega get involved, of course. You know, she's got to make her presence known because Gargano got a little head, uh, did a little Huracana thing she does, and uh, kind of got involved in this matchup. Didn't really affect Gargano to the effect that made him lose the match, but that caused Candice LeRae to jump the barricade and attack Zelina, and she chased her off. Uh, but in the end here... We have this crazy uh, knee, double knees into the post for Gargano. And so Gargano was dazed and confused. And that gives Cien Almas the opportunity to get the victory here in the end. And, I mean, boy, I, I just can't say enough about this, Sean. What a match. God. Uh, talk about getting taken for a ride. Uh, this was that. I mean, this is the match of the year for 2018. This is, well, for right now, anyway, this this was incredible. And this was one of those that, like, I mean, I don't know. If you didn't feel something when you're watching this match, I don't know what kind of wrestling you watch. But th- this was, it, even even if Castlevay doesn't show up, I still think that you uh, get that feeling. I think that kind of put it over the top as far as, like, that extra little oomph that like maybe pushes it over to that that five-star part or or whatever i know there's still people that were hard on not wanting to to give it that and that's fine but just man that so many times that you go okay this has got to be it this is it no he kicked out again and you're and you're not it never feels like okay this is too much it always feels like oh man he he has he just has that in the kick out and almost as well it's it's not like this was a one one guy show. This was both guys going out there and putting on something. And it started with almost getting to come out with the, the Lucha mask on and, and all the way until the end. Uh, what an incredible freaking match. And if you haven't seen this, you need to go watch this. Like stop listening to this podcast right now and go watch this match because you will be floored at how, great the story is the wrestling all that 
This is what you wanted in this show, and you got it. I I mean, five-star special, if I've ever seen one, guys. This was unbelievable. 32 minutes of just spectacular wrestling, incredible storytelling. Uh, this had everything you wanted. Johnny Gargano, the maybe one of the hottest underdog baby faces to come since the Daniel Bryan run. Um, Cien Almas being over-the-top cocky and proving every bit of the reason why he is right now. And they just go out there and get it. Uh, unbelievable chemistry these guys have. We've seen two awesome matches from them before. Absolutely taking the cake here. You got Candice and, and Zelina getting involved, which I think really helped too. And just, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, I, uh, go, yeah, Sean nailed it. Go watch this. Put a pause. Put a stop on this. We'll still be here, guys. Go watch this right now. Yeah, and of course you. Oh, now that you're back, we just want to let you know it wasn't that awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, guys. I mean, I, I didn't even know where to start talking about this match because. I just extremely loved it, just like you guys. It was so much fun to watch. And, you know, uh, just, oh, man, that spike DDT at the end, you really still, even though after that happened and the one, two, three was called by the ref, I still didn't believe it was over. <laughs> I still felt like, no, we got more, right? Mm-hmm. We got more. Uh, no, oh, no, it really like is. He had to have put his shoulder up there. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> still going. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And at the end here, though, Cien Almas wins, right? And you still feel bad for Gargano because you really wanted to see him raise the NXT title above his head and be the champ. But you know that there's more of the underdog story to come, so you don't worry so much. And I'll be honest with you, Zelina Vega, Cien Almas, they're doing so great as that NXT tag champion the heel character that almost has become just everything that he embodies. I don't know that I'm ready for that to go away. I don't, I just don't know if I'm ready for them not to, to be reigning as the NXT champion and the just crazy loud mouth, but yet very intelligent manager. I, I just think as a duo, they work so well. So I'm kind of glad right now that almost is still the champ because of that reason. But I, I was really hoping for Gargano and he'll get his day in the sun. I don't know when, but eventually he will. Um, it was great to see Candice LeRae a part of this story too. I'll say it that way because we kind of knew for a little while, you know, about the whole husband and wife thing, but they really haven't played off it. They really played off it here. In fact, they have Candice LeRae, you know, of course, help Johnny down the ramp. And of course, you know, people are, saying thank you johnny and all that but uh right when we think that it's going to go off the air no it takeover's not over just yet we have tomasa Ciampa show up and use a crutch to hit uh gargano in the back of course he falls down and that's the way we end the show with a champ is standing over gargano and uh, candace LeRae. so we thought it could happen we thought he might show up he does not to the role we thought possible but here it is. It still did happen. We're continuing on this story, Paul. I, I don't know, you know, how intense we're going to go from here, especially if you know there's more storyline to go when it comes to Champa being off TV. Um, but what do you think about all that? I wanted so much more, Gary. I, <laughs> I, I was okay. You hit him now. What, Champa? Like, show us how mad you are that you haven't been around, and just 
like put a big old whooping on Johnny at his, you know, one of his lowest moments of his career of not winning the championship and then just make Candace look like, like I, I wanted that psycho killer part coming out that, the thing you've been wanting this whole time, Gary, I, I wanted that over the top evil, heelish, savage Champa. And, and we didn't really get that. I, I'll take what we got, right? Because you know that if Ciampa is ready to come back, come WrestleMania time, it's going to be these two going one-on-one in some crazy form. But I needed that next level up, and I don't know if this was it yet. I think this is just Ciampa knocking on the door like, hey, I'm still here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was like just, oh, he's back, and he's he's ready to show it. I I, I enjoyed this for what it was. Uh, I think it just puts more emphasis on the whole that Johnny just, even in moments of defeat, just can't even be sad about that because you got to have Ciampa just lay into him and, and knock him out. It's, yeah, they, they could have had him do more, but I think what they did here was, was a fine start to something, even though perhaps Ciampa's not coming back right away. But still, it's like I'm reminder of hey i'm here you know mm-hmm. that's what it led me to believe too uh i just was not sure you know how close champa is to be in back in you know ring shape and and back from his injury and all that stuff and for them to only do this it kind of spelled to me eh, you're still gonna have to wait a little longer for this feud we just wanted him to kind of appear to kind of you know do a little bit what the fans thought could happen uh, and we got we got it in okay that that's about it and, and I'm right there with you I was a little disappointed with it I, I wanted to see more if you're gonna come and attack somebody come and attack them don't just hit them once and let them lay there do something more I mean you know I I, I guess it's okay I, I just wish there was more too and I think there will be I, I just think this is one of those where they can't do too much so um. But not a bad way to end the show. I mean, you, you now have Gargano maybe transferring from, you know, worrying about the NXT title to going back and worrying about Tommaso Ciampa, which, you know, will, when will the payoff be? We don't know. So, uh, But, yes, uh, really quickly before we end the show tonight, uh, we're going to make sure we do kind of throw out this. We did also, besides War Machine, uh, show... Ricochet and EC3 out there in the crowd. Of course, they did mention Candice LeRae had signed as well. Um, so they showed off the big signings, and uh, we, you know, been talking about this on our regular episodes of Wrestling of the Max. But hey, I, I think for the most part, it was kind of cool. You know, I, I think for not being a WrestleMania weekend ma- uh, show, uh, I think it was kind of cool and very star-studded in that audience. Paul, that pop for Ricochet was ridiculous uh i mean <laughs> i would have loved to have seen a measurement on the richter scale for how loud that building was when he was announced that was insane uh also you know shout out to my close personal friend ec3 i uh i can't wait to ride in those jets man Mm-mm-mm. he got a monster pop himself so i don't know you if know? it was as loud as ricochet's though <laughs> no no it wasn't I mean, ricochet was also eating it up with all the winks and the all that. I mean, that dude is just like talk about just baby smooth. I mean, he. I don't know what uh, what he was the the gene he was born with, but he just like makes everything look so so uh, effortless. Even when he's just like 
you know, pandering to the crowd or whatever. So uh, I just don't know how Vince cannot see, like, this is beyond 205. This is star-studded. And, uh, you know, if Royal Rumble is anything to go by, you better already have a match in place that we, we should be happy to be seeing at uh, WrestleMania if if it means anything past this Rumble. But, mm-hmm. you know. That's really what it made me think about was, you know, why would they be willing to show these guys off? Of course, you know, hey, everybody already knows these people are signed. And, and I guess it's nice to show them off. But it also kind of makes me think to myself, oh, well, showing off this early could mean that they could have uh, some big matches WrestleMania weekend. Instead of having them on the sidelines, they can actually maybe be in those big matches. So that could be cool. I'm really excited about all the people here that are involved, all those celebrities that have yet to get in the ring. So really, really cool. And I think that the uh, definitely in Philadelphia, they were excited. So do they? Do you think EC3 keeps his name because you know they have done that before, where they show up with one name on the when they show them in the crowd and then they sometimes still change it. And I mean, I guess they could still just call him EC3 without having the, what does EC3 really mean? But I don't know. I, I feel like at some point you got to explain the whole Ethan Carter thing or, or whatever. And, and could they have Dixie show up? at I, um, once or, I think they might tweak it a little. Like, if they drop the third part, I think that's fine. You just have Ethan Carter. You don't need to explain the, the connection at all there. And people will just sort of, you know, know that that is from a different time if if you're watching Impact still. I also wouldn't be shocked if they completely reworked the name, like if he goes back to Derek Bateman or, or something else. Or, um, But I, I, I wager it won't be EC3. And what's interesting is in the exclusive interview that they did with him, they, they kind of talked to him a little bit, you know, and, and really kind of focused on the fact that five years ago he was with a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are making notation that he was here. And I'm sure in the notation, Derek Bateman's name was there. I, oh God, I hope they don't use that, but uh, it, it is there. Uh, I think it's also interesting to see when they did show him on the screen to take over. He was EC and in space three. Mm-hmm. Instead of all together, so I kind of thought that was kind of wonky. I was wondering that someone's WWE yeah. won some they can trademark, you know. I guess so. I, I guess, but yeah, this didn't look right. So, but you know, I think if, for what we'll get, I, I think it's still going to be good. I think he's progressed so much. Whatever name he's going to use, I think it's about who he is, and I'm excited about what he's going to bring to the table. So, didn't they show him in a picture with him and Brian winning titles? In the old NXT, or he they won something. They won one of those events or whatever that they were doing. Hmm. So yeah, I don't remember. I have to check that out. But uh, I mean, I, it's cool that they are showing some of the stuff he did, though. I think it does matter, and, and they keep going back to it. You know, so there's a lot here. Uh, I you know there's a lot of stuff that's going to go on War Machine that I can't wait to see. I mean, uh, it really makes me wonder how they're going to use those guys. And, of course, Ricochet is just money. <laughs> so, and, and if you listen to Triple H, my God, Triple H uh, post-takeover really put Ricochet over. He basically said the same thing you guys are saying. He's just, if you haven't seen this guy, you're you're nuts. He, this guy's amazing. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that pretty much wraps up those guys. And of course, that wraps up this show. So now we got to give this whole entire TakeOver Philadelphia a rating. Oh, what are you going to go with, Sean? I feel like a nine works here. You had, you know, a spectacular match, you know, the match of the year for right now. Uh, you had two great matches. Uh, and then then you had some good to really good stuff in there in between. And uh, I just don't know how you – there's nothing bad on this show. It all works. It all makes sense. Uh, Storyline-wise, I mean, when we're sitting here breathless about a match at the end, and then, you know, you also had the, the Extreme Rules match, too. It's just This was one of the, I think, maybe not every match was, like, spectacular or whatever, but I think as a whole, it's just one of the, again, they keep topping themselves. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I'm so torn uh, because this this is a great show. Uh, really talked about. I think your your middle two matches that basically aren't aren't uh, the the women's title and Dream Ono are are your low bar at three stars each, and then everything else is four and and north uh, based on your opinions basically. So, uh, I don't know if I can give it a nine. No, I think we're gonna go eight and a half. I I, I really really enjoyed this show. And the main event in the Extreme Rules match are, are must-see television for sure. Uh, but I, I think eight and a half just feels right. Yeah, you pulled that rating right out from underneath me. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to go with as well. Um, I think, you know, the overall, really outstanding show. I was really happy with every match. I think they did a great job. There's only a few things here or there that I could, you know, maybe mark and say, eh, that wasn't my favorite part of this. And maybe they could have done this differently. But I think overall, though, they did such a great job. And, Boy, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm a little jealous of those folks in Philadelphia who got to see that live because that looked like an ex- outstanding show to be at. If you're, uh, you know, having having a chance to sit, you know, just in person to see it. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. I am really, really happy to see that everything kind of came out in, in a good shape. So. But yes, there you go, guys. Well, that is NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. And of course, you know, uh, we want you guys to know. Make sure you come check out our Royal Rumble review. That's right. We're going to do that. And uh, make sure you come find all that great content at W2Mnet.com. Yeah, that's the place where you can go find this show, all the other great review shows that we do. Please go check them out. And also, hey, if you're just listening to us through maybe Podbeam or maybe Springer.com, Apple Podcasts, I don't care, however it is, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already because that gives you all our great shows, all our great review shows, everything we do in one nice package, and you don't have to go searching for it. It'll be right there right after we, uh, of course, upload it. And also, don't forget to go and rate and review over there also when you're doing all that great stuff because that gives us an idea of what you like, what you don't like, and, of course, gives us those ratings that kind of help us. Big love to ForWomanMania.com and LastWorldProWrestling.com as well. Uh, we love everything that they do, and we appreciate all of the support they give us, so let's go give them some love, too. I, of course, have been your host, Gary Vaughn, and he is Sean Garmer, and he is Paul Leeser, and we will catch you guys down the road. Until next time, if you're not living life to the max. Not living life at all. You know it.
previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more.